Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission. That's Eric. And that is Jason that you just heard. Glad to be back with you guys to be talking uh, more pop culture, more TV, more films, more entertainment. Everything and everything we try and cover, we get on this show right here. Yeah, yeah. We try to give it to, give it all to you, right? Yep, that's right. We, uh, we or at were, least most of it. At least most of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now, Eric, I'm really, really, yes. uh, I'm really intrigued yes. by by today's episode because you know, in the last episode, we we pretty much binged out on our favorite remakes, and we talked a little bit about Hollywood mm. um, doing remake more remakes that we're seeing within the last several years. Yeah. Well, you know, I, the reason why I'm intrigued about this edition of Pardon the Intermission is because we're actually going to hit on a topic that you don't necessarily hear a lot about in Hollywood hmm. and it's called false advertising. Ooh. And we'll we'll get into that uh in a little bit. We're also going to uh talk I think some other things maybe related to Netflix maybe or Disney yeah. or Netflix. Well, listen. Disney, I mean at some point we got to talk about Disney and Netflix cuz they're always constantly in the news and they do us a great favor too. <laughs> well, we try to get away from it. You know, it's almost it's know. funny because we'll, we'll try to get away. It's like I'm thinking, listen, I don't want to talk about them, you know, this episode. I I don't want I, and then all of a sudden it's like they drop a bomb, you know, bombshell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, we got to talk about it. We got to yeah, talk Right. Anyway, right. so yes, we do have some more uh, Disney and Netflix news uh, in this. But first, yes, let's yes. get to this. Uh, what this false, uh, fake uh, advertising you're talking about? Yeah. Here. Okay. What What is this about? All right. So th- this- I mean, Hollywood do- wouldn't Hollywood wouldn't do that to us, would they? Of course not. No. Hollywood. Come on. Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. That's hard they to say. Hollywood would. Hollywood would. Would. Hollywood would. <laughs> if Hollywood could. If Hollywood could. Would. Would. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So yeah. Let, let's just. Let's just quit beating around the bush here and get right to the heart of the Let's topic. Let's go. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so, I stumbled across a very interesting story that I have never heard happen before. So, we know Hollywood is not prone to is prone to being sued. I mean, they're not um, they're not excluded from from lawsuits here and there yes, every now and then. Yes, of course, yeah. Well, this is an interesting lawsuit in that fans of actress Ana de Armas apparently were up in arms after she was featured in uh, the trailer for a movie called Yesterday. Mm -hmm. wait for it but she wasn't in the movie at all really yes so now just a little bit of background here so Ana de Armas for those of you who don't know is a good young up-and-coming actress she was in uh, the most recent James Bond movie with Daniel Craig No Time to Die she played Mm -hmm. one of the Bond girls she was also in an outstanding movie called Knives Out Directed oh, yeah. by Ryan Johnson, she was in that one as well. She was in Blade Runner, Blade Run, the Blade Runner remake, that's remake, right. Blade Run, yeah. not remake, but Blade Runner sequel, two thousand four. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sequel, I had to clarify yeah. that. But so anyway, getting to the heart of this matter, apparently there was this movie called Yesterday, and she was featured in the trailer for Yesterday. Now, apparently, these fans, these idiot fans, I'm sorry for those idiot, of you out uh-oh. there. I better not say that. These passionate fans there we go. filed a lawsuit back uh, in January of last year after renting the movie yesterday, which featured the Armas in the trailer. Now, when the fans watched the film, though, they noticed she was nowhere to be seen. Mm. Apparently, she was cut completely from the film. 
Now, uh, apparently the lawsuit, <coughs> excuse me, accused Universal of deceptive marketing. And as a result, they sought $5 million Ooh. on behalf of the consumers. Now, and I think uh, there's only like uh, the lawsuit was only done by a few people, right? It wasn't it, like this big class action lawsuit. Right. right. We're not we're not talking about 200 people with knives and pitchforks here. I think, was it five people? Maybe or two or five. Two or five, somewhere two around or there. Five. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But now, apparently, the, the lawsuit, and rightfully so, had no merit. Even though Universal tried to get it thrown out, it seems that... Oh, actually, correction, the lawsuit could move forward. Mm, As uh, the federal judge rejected Universal's arguments regarding, quote-unquote, artistic expressive work protected by the First Amendment, as well as the fact that movie trailers often feature clips that don't make the final cut. Yes. Which which is true. We know yes. that. I've yes. seen several movie trailers where you see some B-roll footage and some um, some scenes that were deleted from the final cut that they use for marketing purposes, Yeah, <clears throat> which they can. So some users on Twitter thought that a lawsuit over the matter was a bit ridiculous. And what ended up happening was that um, I think in the end, it turned out to be just honestly ridiculous um and so it's not considered but, but it can move forward right now <clears throat> the lawsuit can move forward yeah they haven't made any decision yet from what i have seen so it's going to it's going to uh the next it's, step but they still but <clears throat> so we're kind of in limbo with exactly what's going to happen kind of with in this. limbo now it's being kept alive because of all the tweets on twitter and on social mm. media so okay. that's what's causing a lot of the uproar but eric it brings across i think a very important point which is something i never even once considered and that is are movie trailers considered false advertising? Hmm. Especially when you see somebody in a trailer who is not in the final cut of a movie. That is a very, <clears throat> very good point. <laughs> because, because, I mean, I mean, well, here's the deal, too, because yeah. now I don't know why the... the here's the other thing. I don't know why the, the movie um, uh, Universal, uh-huh. uh, why they just didn't claim that, well... Because they, they did say that, okay... And they are right. Sometimes they'll they'll put out these trailers at way ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then they'll go back and they're still editing the film. Yes. And yes, maybe <coughs> she didn't make that the cut. Okay, yes. you know that's fine. But why didn't they just argue that point and say, well, she was supposed to be in it, but she didn't make that cut? Right. Because you know a lot of times they don't know. I mean, they're just trying to throw something out there to to uh, spark up interest. Right. The thing about this, what's going to hurt this is if this does go through, and if these people actually even mm-hmm. win anything, yep. what's going to happen is that then movie houses aren't going to be putting out these trailers. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing but they're not gonna be putting out these trailers like you know sometimes they'll put out a blurb like they it may not even have anything necessarily to do with the movie right like i remember when uh uh, what was his name pattinson was doing batman and before that they all they were doing was just showing like this costume right Right. in in this trailer like on youtube you would see the for the new batman movie (coughs) and so it's just sparking up interest but am i gonna sue because wait that wasn't the costume that you guys showed way back when he had a different costume on in the movie right Am I going to sue for that? I mean, so they may not. They may cut this out altogether. What I was getting at is they may cut all this this out, and you may not get any of these pre trailers anymore at all. And look, I can kind of I, I can see where the fans are coming from on here because one of the reasons why we love movies so much and why we go to see a particular movie is because of the actor and actresses mm. and or cast that's going to be in the movie. For example. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. When I want to go and watch a Star Trek movie, I expect to see the Next Generation cast entirely in it. And so if, I, if I'm watching, hypothetically, a trailer for a new Star Trek film, and I see an image of Patrick Stewart in the trailer, but he's not in the movie, and I went to see the movie because I saw him in the trailer, I would be like, mm. what the hell? Yeah. I, I want my money back. 
So I can yeah. see their argument. Why they're fans of Anna de Armas. They like her particularly, which is fine. They go to watch a movie that she's in, and lo and behold, much to their chagrin, she's not in it. I can see their argument. But at the same time, I don't see how that can still be construed as false advertising. Because yeah. again, movies are always using scenes, uh, deleted scenes that are cut from the final uh, scrub of the film. They're used to make movie trailers all the time. Yeah, I remember when Star Trek Generations came out in the theaters, they used clips from the run of the TV series to make their trailer. Those episodes or those little clips from the TV series weren't even in the final cut of the movie. Wow. Well, you know, and you that, know? That, that's a good point because I remember seeing many, many uh, movies where it's like you, you see a scene in the trailer and, yeah. and then you're like looking for it and it never plays out. You right. know, like, wait a minute, what happened? You'll even wa- leave the movie sometimes and I've been like, wait, where was I? I don't remember seeing that that I saw in the trailer. Or you'll see the trailer again once you get home and then you're yeah. like, oh, I didn't see that. Um yeah, so I don't know, man. This is this is kind of one of those. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. It's kind of it it, it's kind yeah. of one of those things, though. It's like, well, really, folks. I mean, you also kind of need to know mm, what you're expecting here. All right, you know. Again, this is why I'm having a hard time taking the side of the fans who were. Let me ask you this: yeah. I I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't do my homework. Did you watch the trailer for this? Did you actually watch it? And see her in like. Did you watch the trailer for this yesterday? I well, what I did was I went back and I watched a portion of the trailer that actually has, or actually I went back and watched a little one minute fifty eight segment of recut of the film, in which they went back and put her in it and then re released it. Oh, they did. I believe because they of did. this. Yes, but I, oh. I did watch. I did. Watch so she's the, in her for a minute. Like, what is is her, yeah. is her character so small? My point is this: that okay, there may be fans of her. <laughs> yeah. But is her ultimately would her character have been in such a small part that it really doesn't matter to the movie? I mean, in other words, she's like just a you know a, an NPC, a non playable character, right? Well, actually, in correction on the movie, she was not actually in the movie. She was in the one minute fifty three second mark in the yesterday trailer. Okay. Okay, so she wasn't in the movie. So I <clears throat> correct myself. But now, just to get to dive deeper into this, according to Variety Magazine, the lawsuit stated, and I quote this, again, I'm quoting Variety Magazine, okay. because consumers were promised a movie with Ana de Armas by the trailer for yesterday, but did not receive a movie with any appearance of Ana de Armas at all, such consumers were not provided with any value for their rental or purchase. Okay. So, okay, that kind of makes, I can again, I a little can, more sense. it makes a little more sense and I can see their argument. Okay, a little bit. But still, Eric, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to make a comparison to sports here. Okay, maybe an unfair comparison, so please stay with me. Okay, when I go to an L.A. Dodgers game and I want to see Mookie Betts play in center field for the Dodgers. Yeah. Okay, if he is not playing in center field for the Dodgers, okay. Oh, actually, even better yet, better yet. Okay, okay. erase that, I'm an L.A. Dodgers fan. Okay, I want to go. I want to watch the team when they have their star players like Mookie Betts play on the team. Okay, but let's say Mookie Betts hypothetically has been traded the next day, or injured, he, or, or injured, or he goes to. He another, doesn't make the game. He doesn't make the game. For I'm still going to go down and see the game anyway because my expectation is I'm there to see the other uh, rest. Are, of the Are team you going to sue the Dodgers <clears throat> to say, wait a minute, I came here to see Mookie Betts. He didn't show up on the field for whatever reason, so Not I didn't all. get my money's worth. Not at all, because my expectation is, okay, sports athletes, they get injured sometimes, they get traded, they get cut, they get released, whatever. The point being is that I go there to experience the overall product, the overall environment, the overall um, uh, ambiance and uh, experience of the event itself. Same thing with a movie. 
Now, uh, granted, I know movies are different than sports entertainment. We're talking about film entertainment versus live action entertainment. But the point being is that my viewpoint with going to see a movie is when I buy a ticket to see a movie, I'm going to see the entire movie. Yeah. I may be a fan of, I'm a fan of Harrison Ford. If I go to see a movie with Harrison Ford in it and he's not in it, I'm not going to come out with guns ablazing saying, I want my money back or saying, I'm going to file a lawsuit because he's not in it. Because my expectation well, is I'm going to see the entire movie, not just one person in the movie. And okay, let's just say, let's say <coughs> that, that, that you can't make the argument that says, okay, well, the person was felt like they were sold a, a, a bad... Uh, a bill a, of goods. A bad bill of goods, a bad ticket yeah. to see this because they're, the star that they like, what they're, you know, they're a fan of, was not in it. Yes. Then <clears throat> I think the judge should just say, fine, here's your, uh, you know, whatever you paid, eight ninety five for a movie ticket back. Right? And, right, and they should pay that. The five million dollars is what's is what really ridiculous here. Yes, I, I don't know what damages you can say. That, you know, I sat, I bought a ticket. You're going to say that your time to watch this movie because she wasn't in it was worth. Let's say the movie is two hours, so it's two, and then you're going for five million. It's two point five million an hour. That that's what right? your time is worth. So I mean, I don't understand where they're getting this figure. For damages, I could see if you could say, okay, I felt like it was false advertising, and people could say, okay, that's fine. They, the the actress wasn't in it that you thought should be in it or was in the trailer, so here's your money for the ticket back. There you go, problem solved, right? I mean, the, it's it's the amount of money also. Theoretically, right? it should be that simple, but what's going? Basically, what this boils down to is a few fans are ticked off. They didn't see their their favorite actress in this movie. And they decided the best way to deal with their frustration and their anger is to file a ridiculous lawsuit. And it's going to be interesting to see how the court rules on this because it could very well determine artistic freedom of expression, artistic future for movie studios going forward well, and how they market their movies. Yeah, and, and it's not only marketing. I mean, you, you could also then start to get into, well, the story didn't go the way I wanted it to or this didn't happen the way I thought it should. So it's like I, because, you know, I mean, you can get into a lot of, of, of little little things things here that can just totally blow apart this whole industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because they can't afford that. I mean, there's no way. I mean, you can't, right. you can't even, I mean, theaters are barely surviving as it is. <laughs> yep. And 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 uh, you're going to tell me that they're, you know, that they're going to be able to handle, like, if people really get on this this train and, and you get a lot of these lawsuits because of who knows what? Yeah, exactly. And because that, it's this is just the actress. And then, like you say, yeah. well, it's the actress. And then next it's like, well, the plot wasn't the way I thought it was. Well, yeah. you know, this wasn't. Well, it wasn't as long as, as I thought it was going to be. You know? <laughs> right. And, that, and that's why I found this story so interesting. Because when we think of false advertising, the first thing we think of is, okay, false advertising with fast food or false advertising with, uh, with car sales or false advertising mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, banks and stock market and stuff like that. We think about corporate America using... And this is why it's interesting to me, Eric, because corporate America uses deceptive ads all the time to oh, draw sure. us in to buy their products. Sure. When you see a commercial for McDonald's, for a Big Mac on McDonald's, it looks succulent. It looks yummy, juicy, fresh off the grill. Mm-hmm. But when you go to McDonald's and you get an actual Big Mac, it looks like... Uh, it somebody looks, sat on it. It looks like somebody sat on it and it came out of a Ziploc bag. And it might be cold. But yet I don't... Cold. Yeah. But yet I don't <laughs> sue McDonald's. For false yeah. advertising, or somebody did for a coffee that was too hot. Remember that? Yes, I do. They but got spilled. They got spilled in their lap, supposedly their own lap, but the coffee was too hot. And that lawsuit was tossed out because the judge said you are an idiot because you should know that when you drink coffee, it's a hot 
beverage. But Therefore, McDonald's did change. Now they did eventually change. Eventually they did. They put and, warning labels on their, on well, their they, cups. They also made coffee to where it's it's, yes. it's warm, but it's not hot yes. enough to burn you like scalding hot. And so now will this right. lead, if this fall, form of false advertising is um, ruled uh, in favor of the, um, the plaintiffs, is mm-hmm. this now going to lead Hollywood to possibly put some kind of disclaimer like McDonald's did with their coffee into, that's their, a good point. into their movie teaser saying... The actors you see in this may not be in the actual final cut. That's right. So deal with it. <laughs> I would just say, I would just say it's going to change it to where they just people just from right. now on go like, you know, they'll say like, yesterday, yes. it's a great movie with a lot of great actors. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Please right. watch. That's but, all it's going to say. Right. It's not going to show you right. anything because they're going to be afraid of getting sued. But, but now you can see why I found this so intriguing because yes. you don't think of fault. You don't uh, you don't associate Hollywood with false advertising. Yeah. At least not a lot. And that's why I found this intriguing. Yeah. Well, it, it is a very interesting... Uh, a concept and a very interesting case. Yes. We'll see when it goes forward. We'll keep you guys updated to see Absolutely. what actually happens with this. Well, yeah, I'll be following this. Cause, uh, cause we may be filing lawsuits ourselves. Who knows? This becomes lucrative, right? <laughs> it, well, you're right. It, it it seems very small on the exterior, but if... if I'm going to start with the Star Wars franchise. Oh, uh, don't go there. <laughs> Don't yeah. rip, don't please don't rip my childhood uh, away from me. No, the, okay. the, the 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 your childhood Star Wars is okay. It's what they did after recently. Come on. Oh well, that's fine. You can do that. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. We're, we're talking about the the JJ Abrams yeah, okay. Star Wars. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Take those we're, away. I don't care. <laughs> that was false advertising. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Anyway. So hey, to move on, folks. Guess what? <laughs> yes. We got another an actor that's in the news again. Uh, oh my gosh. Our our uh, 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 buddy, not really our buddy, but Alec Baldwin uh, yes. is in the news again for rust and guess what this time i don't think he's gonna yeah let's just say he's not going let's just say he's going to be writing up a uh, one large uh defense statement to be read by his attorney yeah. in court because he uh in a story that i just found on our local news site abc 30 here in fresno uh apparently uh alec baldwin uh, we we all we hit on this a little a uh, few several episodes ago where of course he was he's a well known actor he um, discharged a prop gun that had an actual live round in it and it unfortunately killed a uh, cinematographer yes uh, on set but apparently Alec Baldwin has been charged with um, involuntary manslaughter involuntary manslaughter yeah they they felt there was enough uh, in the story here they say that that the uh, district attorney there uh, from Santa Fe felt there was enough uh, evidence to go ahead and a special prosecutor to go ahead and uh, and charge Alec Baldwin and also the uh, uh, what's the name of the I think her last name was it Reed the the uh, uh, oh my gosh I'm trying to look for the name here of the uh, person who was taking care of all the uh, firearms on the set anyway they're gonna charge Alec and and her uh, with involuntary manslaughter the interesting mm-hmm. thing about this and here's another reason too why I think it's moving forward is because it actually says in here, in the story that um, the, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was the first assistant. Oh, her name, I'm sorry. Going back, the armor, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed yes. uh, was also being charged in this. Um, they were saying that the former, yeah, the first assistant director, David Halls, he's made a plea deal. He's already pleaded guilty with them. So, um for the charge of a negligent use of a deadly <coughs> weapon. So I'm wondering yes. if that's why they felt, since they got a plea deal from him, if that's why they felt they could go ahead and move forward. I think that's exactly why they decided to move forward with this. And, and also because originally, uh, you know, Baldwin thought that there were going to be no charges filed uh, mm-hmm. originally, which is what, I mean, that's what his attorney came out and said. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah, it looks like there will be, which... 
And the yeah. name and the name of the cinematographer who unfortunately was killed is uh, Helena Hutchins. H A L Y N A is how you spell her. And first the director, name. I don't know the name of the director, but I think he was also <clears throat> injured. Correct? Yes, he uh, was from the from the bullet. Yeah. yeah. And then what made this what makes this more interesting, Eric, is that uh, production of the movie Rust resumed. Yes. A couple of months after this unfortunate incident. So well, how, actually, I think it was a little bit longer, but yeah, oh, it has it? finally, yeah, okay. it, it did finally start. It was just recent. Uh, I think just a couple of months ago okay. it started because okay. this happened back in 2021. That's right, it did. So yeah. yeah, and so I think just a couple of months ago they they started production again on it <clears throat> to try to finish it. So I don't know if the, I mean I don't know maybe at this point it's not going to get finished. I think you know unfortunately I think people would want to watch this now just because of all the. Um, you know, all, 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 everything that surrounds this movie now, people are going to want to watch it. But um, yeah, that's too bad. I mean, that's not really a way to, to make a movie famous. I'm not saying they did it on purpose. Of course they didn't. But no. uh, definitely a tragedy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, this is going to be interesting to see because, uh, wow, he's a big star. I don't know how... You know, you, you kind of see like, you know, a lot of times in, in, in just in life, you know, we see these, uh, a lot of these entertainment figures that do a lot of bad things sometimes and they seem to walk, you know. Here's what makes this to me. So anyway, I, no, I was just going to say, just yeah. finish it out real quick. I was going to say right. that, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens. I mean, Alec Baldwin is, a, he's huge. I mean, he not may not be like a big box office draw, but as far as, you know, a Hollywood staple i mean he's huge so he is and unfortunately he also is an actor who comes with him a lot of controversy a lot of baggage a lot of baggage he has been outspoken politically he's been an avid supporter of donald trump in the past who's not exactly everyone's favorite american was he a supporter of trump i thought he was against trump uh and i you're right he was he was he was he was yeah Yeah. he's he's definitely he was an avid against yeah he's had a lot of issues i mean i remember him punching reporters and doing all kinds of stuff in the past and he he also his wife has had uh, issues too. I he mean, also was charged with domestic violence against his daughter, whom apparently oh, he right. grabbed yeah. by the arm and threw down on the ground. The point being is that he makes an easy target, no pun intended, mm. folks, uh, for the media to go after him for this most recent incident. Uh, if he if he had a, a little squeaky clean image, I think the media interest around him might be a little bit different. But again, because he's been such a controversial figure off this off off screen, yeah, that's what makes this story. Uh, that's what gives the story a lot more leg to it. Is that uh, he has been such an outspoken uh, D O U C H E bag, mm. um, if you know how to pronounce that word. Pardon my my French there. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, like you're saying, there's not people. There's gonna be certain people that don't feel sorry for him at all on right. this. Um, right. And by the way, the uh, director's name was Souza. Joel uh, Souza Souza okay. was also injured. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, you know, and it, it is a sad tragedy. I mean, Helena Hutchins. I feel sorry for her her family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, having, I mean, who would have ever thought? You know, uh, but that's why it's so important that that these things are taken um, taken very seriously. You know, and. Brandon Lee was another one who, mm-hmm. because of a, a mishandling of a firearm that died on on uh, that died because of a set tragically, yeah, mm-hmm. a gunshot, yep. a wound on set. So yeah, it's it's really sad to see this. Um, there, I tell you, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing. I'm sure it it was it was that way before, right? I it mean, was. Alec was was blaming the armorer. She was blaming him. Everybody's blaming everybody else. They you were know? blaming and, the studio, saying yeah. they should have had better um, training and precautions in place. Yeah, so there were so many fingers going this, left. This and right. is gonna be this is gonna be a very. I mean, it's gonna go on for probably a long time. It's, yeah. it's gonna be a, a crazy, yeah. um, court case. I'm for sure. Yeah. So anyway, Absolutely. but yeah, it, it you know, yeah, here we go again. You know, I mean. 
I, uh, I know it never ends. I, I don't know. You know what? What is the justice? I mean, you know, you could say, well, you know, maybe it's maybe it's good that we're going to see justice served. I don't know what justice is in this. You know, because I don't know. I wasn't on set. I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened. And like I said, it's just an unfortunate tragedy. But you yes, know. it is. Anyway, hey, um, next story we want to deal with. Like we said, we're going to get to Netflix and uh, and Disney, and we're running out of time here. Netflix. What's going on with the uh, CEO there, Jason? What happened to him? Yeah, so Reed Hastings, the founder mm-hmm. and CEO of Netflix, in an announcement that came out just today, um, has stepped down as the Netflix CEO. Now, it's not shocking that he stepped down, folks, because this is a move that has been um, foreshadowed for the last couple of years. Mm. And uh, by the way, uh, Ted Sarandos and former COO Greg Peters were his self-anointed um, successors anyway. Okay, I, I heard that. I heard that uh, there might be a chance Bob Chapek was coming in. Take really? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I thought you were literally serious. You, did you see the look on my face? I know the look. You guys should have wow. seen the look on his face. Just completely dropped. Holy sorry, moly. he bad, just took a dump bad, of my cornflakes. Bad, bad joke timing there, but, but, but yeah. But yeah, so this is not exactly surprising news. But what is surprising, folks, is that this story just comes on the heels of another story that came out where Netflix reported record profit uh, subscribers in their fourth Mm, quarter after having previously lost subscribers during uh, the last two quarters. I think they were up, what, Eric, 7.1 million subscribers from the last quarter? Wow. Or something like that. So they were... Oh, yeah, it was 7 million. They were up 7 million. And yeah, they they, they were (laughs) estimating... 4.5 4.5 million. So they actually yeah. grew, what is that, 2.5? 2.5. Above what they projected. Yeah. So uh, again, what makes the story interesting is just the timing in which mm-hmm. he's decided to step down. Because normally when you think, when you hear of CEOs stepping down, Bob JPEG, you think, <laughs> you think about, you know, companies really struggling, like Disney, for example. And we also know that, you know, Jeff Bezos has cut a lot back with Amazon because they've been struggling in certain areas. And you think, okay, great. Reed Hastings is stepping down from Netflix because they're losing money hand over fist well yeah. apparently they're not now mm. but again it's just the timing of this and that it coincides with this good story about netflix really prospering over the last quarter and so the timing of it is just really weird you know for me it's just strange really? see yeah. I, I don't think so I, I think i think basically he's pulling a good move he wants to go out on top he had a good quarter mm-hmm. maybe he feels like you know he did what you know, he, he's done, he's taken it to this point, did yeah. what he can do. Mm-hmm. And so at least his legacy will be that he kind of went out at a good time. Not Maybe not necessarily on top, but, okay. yeah. but you know, at a good time. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like that's one of the reasons too, I wonder if Iger came back to Disney mm-hmm. because, you know, it was kind of said that he ran away when when the pandemic happened and Disney and, you know, all the all of the, the bad deals that he <clears> has made <throat> by, you know, content and all that stuff yeah. uh, that he basically was checking out. Yeah. And maybe that's the reason he came back is because he doesn't want to leave his legacy with that mark on it. He's also quoted in the story as saying, Eric, that he uh, plans to remain um, very active with Netflix. He's going to be on the board, right? He's going to be on the board yeah. still, but he'll also be spending a majority of his time on philanthropy, which yeah. will well, be interesting. I mean, I, I haven't heard of Reed Hastings being involved as much philanthropically as Jeff mm. Bezos has been, but it'll be interesting to see exactly how 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 much he's able to wane himself away from Netflix. Hmm. And if they start going down the tubes with Sarandos and uh, Greg oh, and Greg Peters, will this precipitate a move for him to come back if that happens? Yeah. Like what Disney did by ringing in Bob Iger. 
So that'll be it'll be interesting to keep tabs on this story too, just to see well, what happens. And you got to understand, this guy's been 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 beat up a lot because I mean, Netflix took a huge dump uh, recently. You know, mm-hmm. when after, right after COVID, when people were like, yep. "Okay, I don't need my subscription anymore because I can go out of the house." They, I mean, they they tanked. I mean, and they were in huge trouble because they overspent on content and they, they just expected the subscribers were going to constantly come in. So this guy's been beat up a lot, and so I like I said, going back to what I'm saying, it's a, it's a, he's leaving on a higher note. And maybe the guy's just tired, man. He's like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just, I, I need to get, I need to retire. I need to get away from this because he's, he's been through a lot the last few years. Right? I can't, I can't say that I blame him. And also, yeah. you know, Netflix got mired in a little bit of controversy because they said to their shareholders that they were going to cut down on password sharing, and that mm. left kind of a bad PR stain. Um, yeah, on on them at least in the view of their subscribers and their customers. But yeah, I mean that's kind of a uh, we knew that was going to happen eventually. And we know people are taking advantage of it, and you know what I mean. It's kind of like uh, I don't really see that as a bad thing. The password sharing thing. The password sharing is not as bad. As, yeah, I, th- I think it. But I think what it is, yeah, it's like when when people are used to something and they're paying for something and they're getting away with something. Let's yeah. say. You know, of course, they're going to be upset when it's taken away. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that in, in, in the public's eyes, that doesn't look very good. But yeah. Right. Well, it's I mean, it comes off as as uh, as just being a bad ploy by Netflix. It lets the it makes the customer feel like, well, hey, I mean, we have more people watching your platform. So what if they're not paying for it? So you guys are only making twelve billion versus twenty four billion. All right, deal with it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, at a company <laughs> like that, I mean, I'm sure you know they might be running on, on a pretty. I don't know what their what their even though they made more subscribers, I don't know what their uh, profit is. Right, right. It's not stated in the article what so, their actual profit. Yeah, are. so I mean, we don't know. I mean, they could be running pretty thin i mean as far as you know pro on their profit line you know they, they may be. be running you know in the red a lot in the red yeah. so especially with all these shows and and so yeah it's, it's hard to say it's really hard to to on this side i guess to guess what's going on behind the scenes you know and yeah i don't know the the whole password thing i was like i could see that i mean i if i was netflix i'd be like yeah i don't want people you know a bunch of extra people in the household getting the content for free i mean you true know. very true okay yeah. that's, so, that's so i point. i could see yeah i could see that but All anyway right. I do. I, I don't think it's necessarily. I, I think it. He's just probably burnt out, and uh, just in my opinion, I think he's burnt out, and hey, he's gone top here. You know, they got more subscribers. He's like, hey, I got to win, so <laughs> take it and run. You know, you're absolutely right. That that's a very good point. Because who knows what's going to happen next quarter? You know? Uh, yeah. Right. No well, kidding. I'll tell you. In 2023, they keep predicting this. Uh, uh, you know, huge. Um, uh, and you know, with the inflation spike and everything, you yeah. know, and so uh, it's. I don't know. You know, people are probably going to be dumping their subscriptions. It's probably going to go down. I it, imagine it, it might. And and this interesting too because I read an article earlier this week where James Cameron, uh, the famous director of of the Avatar movies and Terminator Two and Aliens, came out and blasted basically the American consumer for sitting on their butts, as he said to quote him, and mm. streaming movies when they need to get back in the theaters and watch movies the old fashioned well, way. Well, he needs to shut up. He does need to shut up. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, I mean, I mean, listen. It just cracks me up. This guy, yeah, he makes a movie and it's a movie right now. And okay, maybe it made a lot of money. Good for him. But you know, you you want to bring people. I've n- I haven't seen it in the theater. I'm going to tell you the truth. This Avatar, right? Yeah, Avatar yeah. two. I want to go see it in 3D. I want to see it this weekend. And and okay, I want to see it too. <clears throat> but let me but let me tell you this. You know, this guy's not really making the case for me to want to go see his movie. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, he keeps kind of talking down to people, and I don't understand it. James Cameron has always been a royal class jerk. 
You uh, know? Every every article I've read about him from actors who have worked with him say this guy is the biggest a hole. Really? Yeah. He Maybe we have a, to do a episode on that. He's one of the more notorious, difficult <laughs> directors to work for, and he's he's look, he's a canker sore, he's a red ass, but he's not apologetic about it. But at the same time. I hate the guy because he's such a brilliant director. Well, he is. He's very good at what very he does, good. and I'll give him that. You know, yeah. but but the point being is that for me, you know, I, I I take a lot of these things personally. It's like, listen, I want I want a person's personal politics left out of things. I want, you know, as far as the movies and stuff go. I mean, you know, I don't want to be told that I'm an idiot because I don't go watch his movie in a theater. Yeah. Well, listen. You know why why don't why don't James Cameron donate some money because of all this inflation. Uh-huh. And help bring down ticket prices, so I can go watch his movie, so I can pay for these 3D movies. I mean, Gee, if I there's go, a novel idea. A family of three. Let, let's get into it. A family of yeah. three that's going to go watch a 3D movie, right? I'm going to pay probably what 40, 50 bucks more than that if to you, go watch this movie. If you add in concessions that you're also getting, which the movie theaters rake more profit True. off of than ticket sales. True. So you're so you're looking at paying what 60 bucks? And I know because I have a family of three myself. You're going to come away paying what sixty dollars just for the price of admission for a 3D film. If say you go in and get popcorn, soda, you're tacking on an additional twenty to thirty dollars there. You're not going to come out of the theater spending anything less than one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, give or take. So why? So exactly. So you know you're going to mm-hmm. tell me that oh yeah, just go go ahead and spend one hundred and twenty, you idiot, on my movie. Right. Instead of sit on your butt at home. You and I'm like, listen, it's not that I do, I'm not sitting on my butt at home. I'm, you know, trying to figure out ways that my family can go enjoy entertainment yeah. in this environment because I'm not a gazillionaire like you. If anything, I think James Cameron probably ostracized the movie theater crowd a lot more because I think with the statements he made based on how serious and how offensive some of us find them, he may have encouraged them to actually stay home and stream more and, you know, content. And, and the problem with that is that it doesn't just hurt James Cameron. The problem, if you think about it, it hurts, it hurts his actors who made the movie and now yep. maybe people won't go see it. Right. It hurts all the crew people right. that are not you know, getting paid a trillion dollars to make a movie it hurts everybody down it hurts the movie theater it hurts the guy who you know it has a job at the movie theater you know i mean that's what i'm saying it it trickles down to everyone trickle down effect and just and you can be you you can say whatever you want and you can have any kind of attitude you want that's fine but you know you got to understand it has consequences yeah absolutely you know and so that's what ticks me off i didn't know he said that he did i I know he, he did something else to a fan a while back uh, but I didn't know this was the latest. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Another thing. So I don't know if I'm going to see the movie now, to be honest with you. Yeah, the reason why I didn't share the article with you is because I felt that we've kind of, we've we've touched enough on the streaming versus theater debate. And quite frankly, yeah. I didn't give it a second thought because it's James Cameron. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that he said something controversial, either about the movie industry as a whole or about movie audiences or about actors. And so mm. I kind of initially just brushed it off and said, well, this is James Cameron being James Cameron. But maybe we need to talk about this a little bit more on another yeah. future episode. Well, and I, I think I think it was, we kind of we kind of did it here. I mean, because I think it's a little bit different issue. This is more of a personal issue compared to, you know, mm-hmm. what the the main problems about streaming right. and movie theater. Like, this is more of a personal personal issue right. and a personal attack and a personal attack on fans. I mean, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, the guy is a genius, but if nobody's going to go see your movie, how genius are you? If you can't make money doing that, how genius are you, right? And, I mean, and keep in mind, he has plans for four more Avatar films. Well, I mean, the, if if he keeps going with that, you know, I, I think mean, maybe five more Avatar films, if I remember correct. He wants to make like seven watch, Avatar films. You watch. You know what's going to happen if he keeps if he keeps uh, 
pissing off the fans. They're all going to be streaming on Disney Plus pretty soon. That's about it's going to go the way of Star Wars, right? <laughs> Bob Iger, I hope you're listening right now. We're helping your business out, buddy. Oh man, James, why do you have to do that? Why? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay, we're we're running way over time. I just want to hit these quick because we did promise them. Hit these real quick. Yes, let's do this. Disney, Disney, Disney. We're going to talk Disney real quick. Disney opened up Magic Keys again. So <laughs> and which is their new annual pass program started right. after the pandemic here. Right. Um, I guess it runs for a limited time. There's only a limited number of passes available. Not all the passes are available. Yeah, uh, I think they have Inspire Key. <clears throat> I think the only one that wasn't available, I think, was the Enchant Key. Okay, which is one of their is their non. It's not. It's not their uh, their lowest one was the Dream Key, I think, and that's their Southern California one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. or maybe that's Inspire. Anyway, I'm getting confused. But the Enchant one yeah. is like their six ninety nine one. But um, you know, everything else at this point, I think, was still available, right? Yes, correct. So they did open them up. I don't believe they're. I don't. I. I know. I was like, when, I, when you sent me that story, I was like, oh, man, I want to get one. I'm like, oh, I can't afford it because I got to go watch James Cameron's movie. <laughs> I got to spend all my money trying to watch Avatar 2 in the theater. I right? wish I could get an annual pass at Disney. Anyway. Right. Um, so uh, I don't know. Are you going to get some annual passes, do you think, this time around? You're going to wait. I'm going to wait. Okay. I'm going to wait and see if this thing grows legs long enough to have any legitimate um, longevity to it. What do you mean? As far as the the passes being sold? Yeah. See, I think they're limited, though. I think they their their new their new scheme strategy strategy I should say not scheme mm-hmm. is uh, that they limit these. So where they only sell them so long, okay. then they then they hold off. It's kind of like how they did with the movies in the vault, right? I remember, remember that, that where it's like, oh, get it now, it's going back in the vault, you know? No, which was a bush league move because they eventually came out five years later. Yeah. So, well, that's so much for being lost in the vault forever. The passes are going to go back in the vault and then they'll come out in another six months. You know? Oh, hurry, quick, get them now. Here's my ultimate view on these passes, Eric. Yes. Okay, my, my wife and I have never justified getting a pass anyway because even though we enjoy going down to Disneyland as a family, yes. we don't go down there enough exactly to justify enough, yeah. using the pass. Yeah. If we lived uh, if we lived in Fullerton or if we lived in Riverside or if we lived in Ontario, which is a little bit closer to Disneyland, then we could justify using it because we could go there a lot easier 5, 10, 15, 20 times a year. Well, and, and here's the other know. thing, too, is that with these passes and, and the new uh, scheduling system, they have yeah. a lot of blackout dates that you can't a go to. A lot more, with, yes. with Unless you buy the top-tier pass, then it has... The only blackout dates, I think, are around Christmas. Yep. But as as, as you go down in tiers, then it gets more. And like the one that I was talking about, like yeah. the Enchant one, uh, that's not available anyway. But, I mean, I was just looking curiously at the blackout dates. It had a lot of blackout dates, especially during the summer, mostly during the summer in, Jul- in July and August were blacked out. I mean, there's so right. many. All the weekends are blacked out. So that's the problem is that, you know, even if you do get a pass, now you got the blackout dates you got to worry about too. So that that's another issue with these passes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I would, same with you, I would love to get one too, um, you know, because th- they're saying is this, if you get it, if you get any pass, you know, at least you have one. And then later on, you can always, when it comes up time, you can renew or you can you can either downgrade your pass or upgrade your pass. So it's kind of like, you know, just get get a membership. You know, it's kind of like that mentality. Just get your foot in the door, you know. And then you yeah. can always kind of adjust it as you add to your needs later on. But, yeah, unfortunately, it's still out of the budget. But, you know, they will, yeah. trust me, they will come back on sale. It's not, I think with, with the changes that are making at Disney, um, like we're talking about with the, uh, we talked about uh, a couple podcasts ago with the 11 o'clock time now yeah. to do park hopping. It's going to be a lot better. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, one, one last quick story about Disney here, which is very interesting. I thought, uh, they are making a new, well, it's up, it's, it started to get made and it got put on the shelf and now it's back supposedly on 
which I'm kind of interested about, is going to be a Neutron movie. I heard with about that. Jared Leto, yeah. So this is this is kind of interesting. So it sounds like it's going to be not a remake. It's going to be kind of a continuation of the story. So that's going to be interesting. Okay. Um, I, I'm kind of excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and come to think of it, uh, we were, in our last show we were talking about reboots, and we we're sorry sorry to go off on a little bit, but but we'll make this short. Um, on uh, we were talking about Ghost, and we were talking about uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, 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 Trying to reboot the movie Ghost. Trying to do Ghost, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think actually Jared Leto would be better in that role than Channing would. What do you think? It was just a side note. Uh, yeah, no. No? Okay. Oh, well. I tried. <sighs> but I, less... I, I thought he could, but he could probably pull that off. I know he's kind of going the dark, mystic way, but, you know, I don't know. I think he could pull that off. I can um, see Jared Leto as the perfect Ted Bundy in a, <laughs> in a new movie. Because, I mean, seriously, he brings across this aura of serial stalker but slash he's always, pedophilia. But he's, he's going that direction. But I think if he went something completely different, see, that would be the... Okay, okay, would, okay. Anyway, okay, so as far as the Tron, there's not too much information here. But, yeah, it looks like they are up again. It looks like it's on on schedule now. So okay. we don't know. We don't have a release date or anything in the movie or yeah. any details as far it's just that it's a continuation of the Tron movie. I think the Tron franchise is one that Disney has really uh, kind of unfortunately let go. I, th- I think they could have done so much more with it. Um, I don't know. I, I just think they, they could. I mean, the concept was very, very interesting uh, from the beginning, and especially with the uh, with the takeoff of computers over the you know over all these years. I mean, they, yeah. they could have so many stories within this world, I mean, I think they really kind of dropped the ball. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, the film itself, the original film itself with Jeff Bridges really became a cult classic. And had it not become a cult classic, it wouldn't still be in, uh, it would still be in Disney lore, but it just would be kind of an afterthought, you know, and... I I think Tron 2 was okay. I didn't like Tron 2, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of like him bringing back the concept, but I I, I was like, eh, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if they take this off in another direction, um, and I think too, also if you think about, you know, they're opening up Tron uh, roller coaster in uh, Disney Walt World. Disney World. Yeah. So I think this is another reason too, is they want to generate some interest, and this is a good way to do both. And I think that's opening in April, it's supposedly o- April this year, right? Mid, I think it's mid April's one. Mid April. Yeah. So yeah. So I, and this movie won't come out till later, but I think it, it could be a good tie-in. I, but yeah, going back, I think this is a franchise they could have done so much with, and unfortunately. Uh, they haven't. Maybe they yeah. will now. Maybe they can really uh, take it off from here and, and it, it explode, you know. And according to the article, this latest project is called Tron Ares. Air, Ares or Arius? Ares? Ares. Yeah. A-R-E-S. Ares, yeah. Yes. What yes. does Ares mean? I don't know. It's probably, I'm sure it stands for something. What well, is Ares? Ares is, is he a, a god, great, right? Ares is a Greek god. Yeah, god Ares of is what? the Greek god of war. war? Yeah. Yeah. Greek god of war. Greek god of war. So, yeah, obviously. He's also one of Zeus's. Ooh, that'll be good. I think he's Zeus's son or, yeah, he's a son of Zeus. Okay. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, maybe so, we can get Thor in there. That would and, be Thor and, that goes, like, he gets sucked into the computer world. Oh, that would be awesome. And yeah. I, I think while, He becomes a micro a program. Yeah, and maybe while we're at it, we can get, uh, I don't know, Dave Batista in there, too. <laughs> Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, get Thanos yeah. in there. There you go. Try snapping your fingers in Tron, Thanos. <laughs> Let's see how that works. All right, guys. Hey, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. But, hey, thank you so much for listening. 
uh, please subscribe and remember to review the show because that definitely helps us out. Yes, we greatly appreciate it so much. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. Tell your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your sisters, brothers, cousins, aunts, uncles, roommate about us. Neighbors. Tell other countries about us. Everyone. Dogs, cats, everything. (laughs) (laughs) We very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. All right. Hey, take care. Till next time. Bye-bye. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.